I'm Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Hello, you guys. Hope everything's okay in your world. Um, yeah, last episode, I, I told you to, to really go for the fast food. Let me know if you listened and where you went and what you got, because fast food is is fast and it's food and it's good what more can you ask for at that point one of my favorite fast food places is Popeyes I still stand by it I'm going to tell you that right now um it's a personal preference it is just so delicious uh you know you can get a big family meal and sometimes I have leftovers even with it for like 25 bucks all their stuff is good. I don't think I've ever had something I didn't like there. Of course, there's some things that I don't care to get, like their mac and cheese. I just don't like mac and cheese. I've never been a mac and cheese person. It's not like it's disgusting. It's just when you can either get their Cajun fries, which, um, or you can get their like red beans and rice, which so good too. And then um, they have other stuff. I'm just forgetting what else they have. I usually don't get coleslaw there. It is good though. Um, they have uh, they have their ghost pepper wings. Those are really intense. They're really good in, but on the way out, they're not so good. Uh, their tenders are good. They have nuggets. Those are good. Their sandwich, their spicy sandwich is good. The original is probably fine too. I just don't like uh, non-spice. I really like spicy stuff. So uh, Their biscuits are good, especially with some honey on it. You didn't ask for this, but I, I'm just trying to give a nice, a nice bit of information because that's what I was put on this earth to do. You know, so, yeah. All right, that was very uncomfortable. Whew, awkward. Okay, so uh, let's let's get into it. I wanted to start off the show talking about talking about Chris Christie. I I think he's a fascinating guy. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite things um, was whenever Chris Christie. Let me see if I can find it. Chris Christie demolished. Uh, what's his face? Marco Rubio. Yeah. It was like one of the most amazing things, and he really put the guy in his place. Um, you know, if I find that, I'll, I'll go to it in a second. But yeah, it looks like it's a little hard to find. But he's really good at just like arguing, being clear with his arguments. He And he has a whole history. Um, yeah, he has a whole history of just being a governor of New Jersey and things along those lines. Very, very um, smart, smart guy. Smart and capable guy, truthfully. So, um, oh, I might have actually found it. Yeah, if you guys like YouTube, uh, give me a holler. I like YouTube, but the ads are getting a little extreme. They're like two 15-second ads, and I'm like, okay, what is it going to be, like two 30-second ads? Like, at this point, what are we doing? Who are we? Okay, let's see. I think I think we may have it here. Yeah, let's try. And he's a smart person and a good guy, but he simply does not have the experience to be president of the United States and make these decisions. We've watched it happen, everybody. For the last seven years, the people of New Hampshire are smart. Do not make the same mistake again. I think the experience is not just what you did, but how it worked out. Under Chris Christie's governorship of New Jersey, they've been downgraded nine times in their credit rating. This country already has a debt problem. 
We don't need to add to it by electing someone who has experience at running up and, and destroying the credit rating of his state. But I would add this, let's dispel with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He is trying to change this country. He wants America to become more like the rest of the world. We don't want to be like the rest of the world. We want to be the United States of America. And when I'm elected president, this will become once again the single greatest nation in the history of the world, not the disaster Barack Obama has imposed upon us. You see everybody, I want the people at home to think about this. That's what Washington DC does. The drive-by shot at the beginning with incorrect and incomplete information, and then the memorized 25-second speech that is exactly what his advisors gave him. See, see Marco, Marco, the thing is this. When you're President of the United States, when you're a governor of a state, the, the memorized 30-second speech where you talk about how great America is at the end of it doesn't solve one problem for one person. They expect you to plow the snow. They expect you to get the schools open. And when the worst natural disaster in your state's history hits you, they expect you to rebuild their state, which is what I've done. None of that stuff happens on the floor of the United States Senate. It's a fine job. I'm glad you ran for it. But it does not prepare you for president of the United States. Chris, your state got hit by a massive snowstorm two weeks ago. You didn't even want to go back. They had to shame you into going back. And then you stayed there for 36 hours, and then he left and came back to campaign. See, Those are the facts. Here's the bottom line. This notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing is just not there true. There it is. He knows exactly what he's doing. There it is, the memorized 25-second speech. Well, that's the, that's there the it reason is, everybody. why this You know what the shame is, Marco? The shame is that you would actually criticize somebody for showing up to work, plowing the streets, getting the trains run back on time, when you've never been responsible for Chris, that in your entire life. Okay. And the, he didn't and, want to go back. And, and the fact is, I went back, it got done, and here's something. You didn't want to go back. I went yes. back, oh, so, uh, wait a second, is now one of the, the skills you get as a United States Senator ESP also? Chris, everybody, I don't you think said you weren't going to go back. The fact is, Marco. He told everyone he wasn't going to go back, and they had to shame him into going Marco, back. Marco, because. And then when he decided to go back, he criticized the. Okay, enough of that, but that is why I'm excited to watch the Republican debate uh, because Chris Christie knows how to just bring the fire. And when he did that, it was so good because it made, what did it make Marco Rubio look like? It made him look like a robot. He's just like, so the thing that we need to realize is Obama, everyone thinks Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. And yeah, it really is just this rehearsed speech and you're just listening to it. And I'll admit it. I'm just listening to it. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, Barack does. Yes, yes. But it's not, you're not saying anything of substance. And um, obviously Trump was there during that moment. You could see him in, in the clip. And I, okay, I could be wrong about this. I've been wrong about a lot of things before. You know, a few things. But anyway, I think the reason Trump probably doesn't want to show up maybe is Christie. Maybe. If he had to, if he had to say the number one person he's afraid to debate, probably it would be Christie because Christie really, he's tough. He's really tough to debate. So, um, but, but yeah, like I said, I could be totally wrong about that. So Christie, you know, he's been kind of going around and I, I do wonder why he's running. Like truthfully, I think he's running. He, he's been working for a news corporation. Which one? I think it's ABC. I think it was ABC. And obviously he's been breaking him so much money through that if you work for some of these news corporations i don't know how how they have the money that they have oh wait let's see pfizer sponsors yeah them all the pfizer ads that's how they do it and then yeah they talk about the need to get pfizer 
so they're basically advertising for them within the actual news content. And then everybody gets the Pfizer vaccines and insurance pays for it. Oh, okay. It's just all a very interesting scheme. But anyway, I, I think that he's running. He knows he's not going to win. Christine knows he's not going to win. He's not an idiot. And he's running just to, just to be negative, just to be the negative Nancy, just to attack Trump um, so that it'll give him more credibility to then go back on these media shows and get that amazing media salary from the news corporations. Because, you know, probably people get a little tired of hearing from him, and then he's like, uh, no, I mean what I say. I'll, I'll go back out there on the trail and I'll criticize again. So, yeah, let's watch a little bit of what he's been doing. Runner for our party's nomination is going to be out on bail in four different jurisdictions. <laughs> but Christie also used the Florida setting to go after its governor, Ron DeSantis. People are really beginning to wonder what the hell he stands for. He honed in on a recent memo from a pro DeSantis super PAC floating potential debate talking points that included defend Donald Trump, though a DeSantis campaign spokesperson stressed it wasn't a campaign memo and they were unaware of it prior. The only way to, to beat someone is to beat them. If he thinks he's going to get on the stage to defend Donald Trump on Wednesday night, then he should do Donald Trump a favor and do our party a favor. Come back to Tallahassee, endorse Donald Trump, and get the hell out of the race. CNN has reached out to the DeSantis campaign on Christie's latest comments, but hasn't heard back. Recent polls have shown support for DeSantis slipping, but he's trying to project confidence going into the first debate. I'm excited about doing it because most of what you do uh, in this process is is filtered through uh, through media uh, and seldom do you get the opportunity to speak directly to this many people what are you hoping to accomplish with this debate that you haven't so far to this point I get seen by more people I listen to the question I try to answer it and if somebody else says something on the stage that I think is really stupid I try to point it out that's about the that's the depth of our strategy it's an authenticity that seemed to resonate with some voters who attended Friday's town hall. He does speak his mind, and I find that really refreshing in a presidential candidate. Even for some independents who were there. Everyone's afraid to say anything, and he actually got it, he spoke his mind. Which Christie also plans to do on the debate stage, as his campaign feels momentum is on their side. The people who are going to vote for me feel strongly about it, and we're going to increase those numbers. Governor, how is this different from 2016? When you do stuff for a second time, at least for me, I always do it better the second time than I do it the first. I feel really relaxed and comfortable, and I know I'm speaking the truth, and I think that's going to matter to people in the long run. I think it's easy to feel relaxed and comfortable whenever you know that you are just there to critique others and you have no chance of winning. Like, if you were actually really trying to win and you kind of had a shot, probably you would actually be a little bit more nervous. At least I probably would. Um, I can't truly speak for others, but yeah, he is completely relaxed because he's literally just getting to be himself, be honest. And I don't know if I really like the true Chris Christie. He's mean. Yeah, Nikki Haley apparently is all against tackling the bullies. Tackle Chris Christie. He's a bully. That's really, like, that's his objective. How is it helping the Republican Party? How is anything he's saying benefiting the country? It's it's not. He's just destroying and he's destructive as he speaks. I'm not really all about it. But, yeah, that Chris Christie. Okay, so 
real quick, I do want to talk about Vivek Ranswamy. Um, you know, I think he's a very fascinating guy that's running for president as well. You know, young guy, uh, has made it in the private world, you know, has not really been in politics. And then kind of about like probably three-ish years ago, he wrote this like Woke Inc. book, kind of talking about how um, corporations and everything else are, you know, infecting the political world. And they are, they're doing the ESG movement where it's like, you have to have social ratings. Um, and then, yeah, like apparently how you are, how your sustainability plans, um, how you feel about LGBTQ, race relations, all those kind of things. And it kind of gives you a, a score in the business world. And if you're low on that, then you could potentially be punished or whatever. So these things are like in development. It's kind of scary. Um, and so, yeah, and he just kind of sheds light on a lot of it. And, you know, he's been just like a fascinating guy, very well-spoken, extremely intelligent. You see him on all kinds of radio shows, on all TV shows, on all podcasts. He will talk to anybody and he's so good at it. And he stays calm, cool, collected. I recently watched on the Candace Owens podcast and it's free on YouTube. Um, basically this like kind of this guy named, I think is Dramo. And so he's like very much in the political world and more on the Trump side. And he's kind of asking Vivek tough questions. And, you know, he asked him, like, do you believe that the election was fair and everything? And he said, no, I don't. I, um, you know, the stuff that they were doing as far as the Hunter Biden laptop case or just like social media stopped a lot of anti by or yeah anti-biden stopped stuff from going out um and so then people didn't know as much negative stuff about biden and were probably more open to vote for him so that probably hurt trump and so that wasn't really free and fair but of course you know i don't know what you believe personally but there was a lot of weird shenanigans going on the night of the election feel free if you have the time or resources to watch 2000 mules um it was sketchy and yeah, the, the pushing of the mail-in ballots. Of course, there was COVID going on, so there was a lot of ability to change the rules last minute, even though technically it wasn't constitutionally allowed. So in my mind, and then of course, Dramo said it well. I really hope that's his name. I just kind of forgot. Um, he said that was disqualifying. For him not to to say that there was ballot stuff and cheating and shenanigans there that's disqualifying as a candidate. And that does not mean that that's all you talk about as a presidential candidate, but it's just like, dude, if you're not going to acknowledge that, then what's going to stop it from happening again? And you think they're only going to do that for Trump? They're going to do shenanigans for any Republican because they don't like Republicans. So it was, yeah, once I heard that from, from Vivek, it was just very frustrating. Um, yeah, so he's a 38-year-old, by the way, Vivek Ranswamy. Um, So then he recently posted these 10 truths on, not Twitter, X now is what it's called. I still think it's pretty funny. Okay, so here are the 10 truths. I'll go uh, through them real quick. Number one, God is real. Number two, there are only two genders. Number three, human flourishing requires fossil fuels. Number four, reverse racism is racism. Number five, an open border is no border. Number six, parents determine the education of their children. Number seven, the nuclear family is the greatest form of governments known to mankind. 
Number eight, capitalism lifts people from poverty. Number nine, there are three branches of government, not four. And number 10, the, the U.S. Constitution is the strongest guarantor of freedoms of freedoms in history. So those sound great. Like, I, I have no problem with any of those. Number one, though, let's talk about number one. He's not a Christian. He's Hindu. So for him to say God is real is something completely different than me saying God is real. We have different beliefs altogether. It is... It is going to be hard for me one day, probably, if I had to vote for somebody that wasn't a Christian. I really would not want to. I want to vote for a Christian. Because we were founded on Christian principles. You know, this whole nation was. And so that is something that, you know, I think we will probably have to get a little bit more used to as much as I don't like to admit that. Um, but yeah, just just remember, like, God is real. That's not the same thing as, like, us saying it. This All of this shows he's a smart guy. And he knows what he needs to say to people like me. Because if I was just, like, reading this, I'm like, yeah, all this is great. There are only two genders. Love that. Would he say that to his Silicon Valley friends? I don't know. Are there only two genders? I don't know. Um, yeah, we need fossil fuels. Yeah, reverse racism is racism. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all the, uh, you can so you, you can talk so badly about white people. Oh, but you can't say a single word about uh, black people. Let's just have some consistency here. And why are we so obsessed with race in this country when this really wasn't as bad about 20 years ago? And then, yeah, obviously an open border is no border. I totally agree with that. Uh, yeah, parents should be in charge of the education of their children. I think we all know that. And then, yeah, the nuclear family. That's really what everyone's trying to break up with LGBTQ, everything else. Because um, you have you have two guys that are less likely to have a, a natural family, two ladies, trans, whatever. Yeah, you know, the destruction of the family has been kind of a, a strong thing lately. And then, yeah, capitalism is is awesome. It, it does lead to less poverty if people truly live by that instead of just relying on welfare and government dependence, uh, which is no good. And then, um, yeah, I will admit, I don't know what he means by there's not four branches of government, so I think I need to yeah, probably figure out what he means by that. Like, what would the fourth one be? I'm just not sure. And then, uh, yes, the U.S. Constitution is awesome. So, yeah, everything everything is good. Everything is good as far as that goes. Um there was even a clip of him saying, like, I wouldn't even take, like, a cabinet position or, like, a second and third position. I only want to be president because um, otherwise that shows that I'm just in it for power if I'm just going for the next highest thing. That makes sense in my mind. I Everybody's got a reason for what they're doing. Everybody, you're a little nutty if you're running for president, um, in my opinion. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a prideful thing to run for president in a sense, but obviously someone has to be president, so it's like, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to like fully judge a person for doing that, but also he's not proven himself. He hasn't been in government before. Uh, no one really knows, um, if you would actually do the, the things that he claims he would do. Um, I just, I, I do wonder about him. I, I, there's a big question mark for me with him. Does he say the right things? Yes, he says the right things and he's great at debating, but that's not all of it. For me, we've had great speakers as politicians for years now. Um, Trump was a guy who had action, and I liked his action. I liked that he finally was doing the things that he was saying. He didn't get everything done, and he did a lot of things badly, truthfully, but he did a lot of good. 
And so I want a person that's going to clean house, drain the swamp, like swamp. Yeah, I, I want that. I really want that because I'm sick of inaction. And I, I think the two people that I trust the most to be able to do that, Trump obviously first, then DeSantis. Because we see DeSantis has been, has been doing it in Florida, but Trump is still going to be number one for me, especially with just the way that he can handle foreign relationships and all that kind of stuff. DeSantis hasn't been able to prove himself in that way. Um, he, he's been great with the changes he's made in Florida, and he's really attacked a lot of stuff. And then, of course, if I had to you know, give an edge to DeSantis, I will say I think he's a lot stronger on the anti-LGBTQ stuff than I think Trump would have been. And so I'm going to give points to DeSantis on that as well. So yeah, like definitely there's pros and cons to everybody, but yeah, Vivek, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to need to see some more proving. Um, you know, for example, if Trump won and then Trump was like, Hey Vivek, uh, do you want to be transportation secretary? If DeSantis was, wow, sorry. If Vivek was able to be transportation secretary for four years and you just saw it was so much better than it is now with Buttigieg, you can see some correlation, by the way, between Buttigieg and Vivek. Buttigieg was a smart guy as well. I think he knows like seven languages, went to, you know, very prestigious schools. Um, so well-spoken. Oh my gosh. Um, of course, you know, gay. And then uh, he, he was running for president as a young guy who had only been a mayor, who had only been a mayor. And so once again, not really proven. And the people complained about how terrible of a mayor he was. And so then he gets transportation secretary. Well, I think we all know that uh, travel has been a, a joke, you know, for these past years. Flights and everything else, it's just been terrible. Delays. Yeah, the, the airlines blaming bad weather so that they can, you know, not have to pay back customers, refund customers, essentially. So yeah, so he's a joke. And then he's taken like a six-month paternity leave for this kid that um, him and his husband have. Like, he's a total, total joke. He's also talking about like the environment, yet everywhere he goes, um, he like he will literally show up to a place in a bike and then he just like got dropped off by like 12 SUVs, like roads ahead. So he like just shows up in the bike for the last minute just to look like, oh, I'm riding a bike, you know, because it's good for the environment. And either way, this bike has to be protecting, uh, sorry, he has to be protected in the bike because he can't be attacked by other people. So SUVs are all around him as he's, you know, riding the bike. It, it's all a joke. So yeah, if a vet could do well with that, then we can talk. Okay, I'd be much more inclined to support you seeing that you handle transportation well. But until then, I'm going to have to just say, I'm not sure about you, dude. So I, I like the stuff he says. I respect him um, for saying it, but that doesn't mean that I trust you to be the president of the United States of America. It's a whole other matter. Let me tell you who I do trust. I trust a woman who knows about time and the importance of time and just really is just able to clearly articulate the importance of time. I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present and to be able to contextualize it to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future that's powerful 
And yes, she should be president. Um, that's who I support right now. More than Trump, more than anybody else. So yeah, it is funny. Everybody's like, is Biden going to last? Is he going to make it? And I still continue to say, yes, they love Biden because Biden doesn't do anything. And he's just, his staff does it all. And his staff, this has been one of the most leftist, wait, what's the word? What's the word? Uh, I don't know one of the most leftist presidents in the, in administrations, administrations that we've ever had. I think probably Bernie Sanders would have been maybe even better than Biden, which is crazy that I'm saying that. But it's different this time around because now that people know how terrible Biden has been, just even in everyday life, you know, the amount of people that have been red-pilled, I think Trump could easily beat him. I really, really do. So we will see, we will see. By we, I mean you. You will see. Because I'm done seeing. Just can't do it anymore. All right. Okay, let's go to a, a Bible verse. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another work, the work of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Yeah, so healings, tongues, words of knowledge. Do we really believe in that anymore as Christians? I don't know. Yeah, because like back then, there were all these miracles that Jesus did, you know, blind people can see again, deaf people can hear, lame can walk, sick people getting completely healed on the spot, and he's not, he doesn't even have to touch them, he doesn't have to look at them. Somebody grabs his garment, they're completely healed of a disease that they had for years and years. Healings, yeah. They can still occur. Why can't they? Is it bad for healings to occur, for the spirit to heal somebody, for Jesus to heal somebody? I don't see why. Why is it so taboo? So Why is it so weird in the minds of Christians? And I understand, it's going to be weird for non-believers. Why would they? Yeah, everything that we do is weird to a non-believer. But for believers themselves, the speaking of tongues, people laugh at it. They're like actually laughing at the speaking of tongues. Well, the speaking of tongues is a beautiful gift. It's truly just the spirit speaking through you. And it doesn't have to be a freaky thing. You know, it's a prayer language. If you don't know what to pray, you can have the spirit pray through you. The interpretation of tongues. Some people have that gift. That's so awesome. And then they can literally interpret what the spirit is speaking through the person. And that shows the beauty of just like the partnership that like we, we need each other in this world. And then, yeah, the, the word of, of, of knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. There, there's countless examples of like, how the heck did you know that? Oh, how'd you know that about me? Or, Hey, this is going to happen to you. Wow. That happened to me. And it's, it's not by our knowledge. It's by the Lord's knowledge. It's, and he knows everything. He's omniscient, omniscient. Yeah, in a sermon I heard um, this week, 
God is not deaf. He hears all and he knows all. And so we're able to tap into that power and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So with the gifts of the spirit, we can either hate them, ignore them, appreciate them, but have nothing to do with them or take part in them. And life is going to be so much better if you take part in them. Like truly. And, and if you feel like I really don't have any gifts, you do, you do. And if you need to talk to God about that, then talk to God about that. But the gifts are so valuable. And yeah, I'm telling you, like I've been given words of knowledge and it so lifted me up. And it was, these don't have to be weird things. I remember one was, um, one was that I am going to be an excellent writer and that I'm going to be writing for my profession and stuff like that. That's an interesting one. I, I don't write that much for, for what I do right now. So I'm still excited to see how that works out. Another one was that God loves me so much that it's like, I'm in his hands, like a, a brand new, beautiful puppy. And he's just delighting in me. That was really encouraging to me. I needed that. I remember I had a word for somebody else and it was that, um, they were like, basically that there was like a wall and their past mistakes and sins were on one side of the wall and God just eradicated them by pushing over that wall. And it was like a huge concrete wall and it just smashed all the sin, just like got rid of it. And basically this person had so much guilt about what they had done previously that I saw them and they were just going up to that wall and they were just trying to lift it up with all their might. It's like lift it up as high as they can. And it's a concrete wall, way too heavy for them. And as much as they struggled and struggled and struggled, they never could. And basically I was just saying like, yeah, I eradicated that. That's over. That's not who you are anymore. Like seriously, when will you stop trying to lift up your sin to somehow, what, take it again, take ownership of it again? When I'm literally, I knocked over that wall so that you could walk away from all that and be done with that. Like basically like we, we are, we put ourselves in a jail cell and God opens up the door and we can walk out and we choose not to. So I, I had a word kind of like that for somebody before. So it doesn't have to be complicated stuff. Just like, God, what are you telling me to tell somebody else? And he can give us something. And guess what? If we're wrong, okay, we're human beings. We're going to mess up. We're not going straight to hell, to hell. Hail. I literally almost, oh my gosh, so embarrassing. What do I do now? That was embarrassing. We're not going to hell because we messed up. God loves us so much. It's like a baby walking, a baby learning to walk. If the baby then sits down after taking a couple steps, you won't see their parent just being like, hey, stupid baby, you dummy, get up. I want, I'm trying to teach you to walk, you idiot. And the baby's just crying. No, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you took two steps. I'm so excited for you. Keep on trying. God loves us. And so there's room for failure and it's okay. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening to me. You know, I appreciate it. And uh, stay safe out there. It is hot outside and I know it's my fault and I'm working on it. Okay. I am working on it. I just, the attractiveness that I exude, the heat. The levels are rising. I'm killing grass. People are thirsty for water, but it's too hot. They can't get any because of me. I will change. I'm, I can change. 
you may not want to watch the podcast after I do, but if I got to get a ball cap or something, I'll figure it out, okay? All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the show, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week.